0: Thanks for joining us today for our Freedom Podcast. We are excited to grow with you. Today, you will hear a message from the life-changing Word of God. We hope this podcast adds value to your everyday life. If you want to find out more about this ministry, visit our website at wearefreedomlife.com. Welcome to Freedom. This morning, I wanna talk to you a message that was very clearly brought to me, this morning's message is entitled, Casualties of an Orphan Spirit, Casualties of an Orphan Spirit. Now, if I could have some of the house lights up for a second, uh, I want to be able to uh, talk with you a little bit about how ever since Adam and Eve, there's been an issue with identity. Ever since Adam and Eve was alienated from God the Father due to their sin at the garden, there's been an orphan spirit permeating the earth, causing untold damage to the creation of God. Now listen, some of you think, "Well, orphan spirit, this is way over my head. Like this isn't." No, trust me when I tell you, you're gonna understand, and I believe you're gonna understand what I'm about to break down to you. Because as I sat at my desk, and the Lord had begun to download to me, there's a a problem in the church, and it has to do with an orphan spirit. I didn't know what that meant completely. I had an idea, but I I had to seek the Lord about this. And as I sat down and I began to look, I began to define what this looked like, I realized that what, that what, what God was trying to tell me is that people have lost who they are. People have lost who they are, not just in general, but within the umbrella that is Christ our Lord. Now listen, the orphan spirit is not just in the world. The orphan spirit does permeate the church too. Not because God accepted it, but because we have. Now when I talk about... An orphan spirit or when I'm talking about the, let's talk about the orphan for a second. The the orphan has this understanding if you've ever, uh, if you've ever known an orphan or deal uh, with orphans or anything like that. There's a sense of abandonment that's naturally ingrained in their mind. Okay? That abandonment, that loneliness, that isolation. That is very real even if you have two parents. In the spirit. There are people that feel abandoned, broken, lonely, and isolated. Yet they have so many people around them. Why? Why is this happening in the church today? Why is this even a a topic of conversation? Well, I'll tell you why. Because almost immediately after the fall in Eden, the fruit of this orphan spirit resulted in jealousy that continued to move in our culture. It continued to move on into Cain, murdering his brother Abel, because God, watch this, God the father didn't receive his offering. The orphan spirit, even upon Cain, who had a father, Abel, who had a father, it was not about, it was not about I didn't have a father. It was my broken relationship with my father. So there's, there's different kinds of orphans. There's orphans that, that uh, let's talk about in the natural for a moment. Those that have been abandoned and those that have been left because they don't have one at all. That is to say an earthly father. And because of that earthly broken relationship, people have carried that into their relationship with God and now have become plagued by an orphan spirit that now affects all their relationships. Are you with me? You see, to make matters worse in contemporary society, the breakup and the redefinition of the the, uh, nuclear family Hello? A mother, a father, a, the, the nucleus of the family. Because the culture wants to redefine all these things, now the, these, these, these children, these people, and the spirits are lost without direction. Creating a culture of orphan spirits. People who have no identity. People who have not understood. So when I talk about casualties, I'm talking about casualties in the church and outside the church. Listen, there are things happening outside the church that don't really happen in the church as often. And there are things that happen in the church that don't happen out there. I'm telling you right now that this happens in both. People have not caught on to who they are because they've forgotten whose they are. Now hear me, God the Father wants to make it very clear to every single one of us in this room and everyone listening, whether you're online, on a podcast, or live in this room right here, right now, God the Father wants a relationship with you. He wants it. He wants it so desperately he sent his son to restore so that you would have a shot at a relationship with God the Father. You know, one of the things I find very difficult to grasp and, and, and fer- find the very difficult that people have accepted is that many men have a hard time connecting with their spouses and their children because they too have an orphan spirit. They have trouble connecting with spiritual authority. They have trouble connecting with their supervisors, their children, their spouses. They have a hard time even loving themselves. And this goes for both men, and hear me now, Women, too. But for, for a moment, let me stay on the men because there are millions of incarcerated men who are acting out lives of violence and violence in their world because their earthly father abandoned them. And this is not me speaking necessarily. This is statistics. If you look at statist- the statistics, they clearly tell us this that a large portion of the violent men in our penitentiaries, if you look at their background and their heritage, many of them, watch this, many of them were abandoned by their father. I'm not talking about one or two or a couple, 20, 30%. I'm talking about the high 90s. I'm talking about this number that is just nine out of 10 men that commit violent crimes did not have a father in the home. giving the job that we have as father the uh, giving the job that we have as men yes men i'm tired of society trying to feminize men we need real men to step up and be who god has called them to become we need women women who know who they are And not intimidated by the Proverbs 31 woman that says they're supposed to be perfect. You're not supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to be obedient. Men and women created he them. And the reason why there's an orphan spirit plaguing our churches today is because we have lost a definition of that. Sickening that we can't define it as a culture. I can't. And real science can too. Real biology can define it. Why can't we? So here's what we have to understand. That the orphan spirit will stop you from hearing from heaven. The orphan spirit will stop you from hearing from the Holy Ghost. The orphan spirit will remove you from the possibility of blessing. Because you don't. Know who you are. Now it was brought to my attention recently that there's something very special about those who have been adopted into the family of God. Now, I'll go into that in a minute, but there are certain things that you have to realize you have been adopted by the Spirit. Now listen, let's go into this this morning because I wanted to find a little bit more closely what an orphan spirit is. An orphan spirit is a belief system that is put in place by the enemy that makes people not feel loved or accepted. Who's with me? The orphan spirit is a false mindset that does not line up with the truth of God's word. And I'll get to God's word in a minute. So, It is a lie and a deception from the enemy that, friends, we cannot, brothers and sisters, hear me, we cannot accept this as okay. If you have ever had a hard time believing that God can use you, you might have been influenced by an orphan spirit. If you've ever had a moment in time where you were discouraged to listen to what I'm even what I'm about to share with you and you're discouraged by you know what, I don't know, I don't know that's true, and I've been hurt so many times. Raise your hand if you've ever been hurt. I'll wait. Right? If you didn't raise your hand, stay tuned. Because it's coming. We will be hurt by people constantly, people we love, people we hate, people we dislike, people we work with, people we go to school with. Shoot, the person on aisle six at Walmart because they didn't know the distance between your foot and the wall, and they ran your toe over. Come on, someone's going to hurt you somewhere. The book of Malachi, excuse me, Malachi, that was the Italian version. The book of Malachi chapter 4, turn there with me, would you? I'll wait. Can you give me that water real quick? Thank you. Malachi chapter 4. If you can't find it, don't be afraid to look at the beginning part of the Bible there and find the page. Malachi is a small book with a big impact and chapter four says something very interesting. Chapter four, verse six. Talking about what God would do. It says, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, otherwise I will come and strike the land with a curse. The relationship between The parents and the children on this earth are very important to God. In fact, restoration is important to God. Okay, I got three amens and one yes. Okay. The relationship between the father and the son, the father and the daughter, the mother and the son, the mother and the daughter, these relationships are important. This nucleus that we understand as a family is important to God. And so as they're important to God, they should be important to us. In so much that God made it very clear that He his desire is to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the, and the children back to the fathers. And I find it very interesting how it didn't say mother, that not that the mothers aren't important, but there was something significant about the father here. Very significant about the father here because there's 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 a... There's a connection with the father that's different than the mother, right? right? And we understand that as we serve God, we serve God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and we operate according to his will, yes? Or at least we should. One of the signs that God was present with when families um, were, were in him was that they were restored. There's a restoration that God naturally wants to happen. And this could be your missing link today. And so an orphan spirit is an identity that lives apart from God's perfect love as the father. An orphan spirit cannot accept God's perfect love because they never feel, watch this, worthy enough. They don't feel like they're worthy enough. And so the orphan spirit often influences people who have been a. a, Rejected, and it kind of comes alongside them and says, You see, nobody cares about you. You know, you, you, you know you're sitting here and nobody's called you. You sit there, and, and the, the, the enemy's really good at helping you throw a pity party. Who has ever thrown, let, let me be honest, let's be honest, I'm not saying it happened this week, but how many have ever thrown a pity party for yourself? You were the only one invited, <laughs> but you threw a pity party <laughs> for yourself, and maybe you invited a couple of people and they disappeared very quickly. Because people don't like to be invited to that kind of party, right? They're like, this is not a party I want to go to. Like, I'd rather be drop kicked in the neck than be invited to somebody's pity party, right? Some of you are like, well, you've, apparently you've never been drop kicked in the neck. That hurts. But I think most of us can identify with the fact that we've all, in some way, shape, or form, said, man, nobody cares. Be careful when you say that, what you're doing is inviting, inviting some sort of orphan spirit idea into your mind that somehow you're alone and no one cares. Because there's a distinct difference between solitude with the Lord and isolation from everything that God does. So let me go on with this because you say, well, where is this in scripture? Well, I think Jesus found it important enough to talk about how leaving us as orphans because here very clearly in John chapter 14, verse 18, Jesus said this, I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. Why did he even feel the need to say this? Why did the Lord Jesus Christ feel the need to even talk about leaving you as orphans? Why? Why? Because there was no leadership there. He says, I'm not leaving you as orphans. I am coming to you. What does he mean, I am coming to you? Are we still waiting for him to come to us? No. He's here. Why? How is he here when he's not here? Ready? Holy Spirit. Every day in our life, he says, I will not leave you alone. I am sending a comforter. Come on, somebody. How many had a really nice comforter you put on your bed? Anybody? That's not the comforter that the scriptures talk about. You ever laid on a really nice comforter, and you're like, wow, this feels so good. Can you imagine what the heavenly comforter looks like? He will embrace you, and there will be a sense of understanding of who you are, whose you are, and where you're going. Because God doesn't just want to define you as to who you are. He wants to define your direction. Who's with me? Yeah. He wants to define your direction. He wants to show you that I don't just know who you are. I, don't just, I didn't just bring you into the kingdom. Watch this. I have now re relandscaped everything around you so that you can walk in the authority that I have given you, not the authority in which you lack constantly. The orphan spirit refers to a spiritual condition in which Christians profess outwardly to know God as a father, but inwardly there is an internal contradiction of that belief. You say you love Jesus, you say you know God loves you, but look at me. Deep inside, you're struggling with isolation and false identity of who God has called you to become. When the mindset becomes a stronghold, it remains there until the newfound truth of God's word releases it. Did you know that truth releases strongholds? Did you know that? Did you know every time I speak or someone in your life speaks into your life, truth, did you know that that right there contradicts the strongholds that are in your life and you have to decide which one you'll accept? That's how come sometimes someone can speak something and it'll fall and they'll receive it, they'll accept it, and then other times someone will speak and you'll be like, ah, ah, whatever, and you dismiss it and no breakthrough will happen there because it's not up to how powerful that word is. It's up to how willing you are to accept it because God's word is limitless in power. God's word is limitless in power. Because God's word is limitless in power, we ourselves have found ourselves having to decide what are we going to receive? What are we going to accept? The lies of the world or the truth of God's word? It's the word or the world every day of our life as believers. Yes? Every day of our life, it's that constant belief that in some way, shape, or form, if that mental fortress is not corrected and torn down, hear me, by the individual who has accepted it, listen, you will walk in that slavery for the rest of your life. And God forbid, that will pass on to generation, to generation, to generation. This can be passed into the next generation until someone stands in the gap and says, enough is enough. The orphan spirit, I love this. Elena Moore, uh, an author of a book um, dealing with this similar orphan spirit, says, the orphan spirit makes you see others through the lens of deeply rooted resentment and anger. Did you know that when you have an orphan spirit, you see through the lens of an orphan? You see everything through the lens of an orphan. If you are a believer filled with the Holy Spirit, guess how you'll see things? Through the lens of a believer. And I'm telling you right now that there's not a single thing on this earth that can compare to the wealth and knowledge that God wants to give those who trust him, those who follow him, those who walk with him. The odds of an unsettled heart falling and being disoriented because of an orphan spirit is 100%. Not a single person can walk in victory if they're walking in this orphan spirit of resentment and anger and and, and, and disoriented identity of who they are. Listen, you could have all the theology right and have the father wrong. You could have the father wrong. Even though everything you believe, your theology is right on top of it, your doctrine, you know God, you follow God, but you can have a very wrong idea of who the father is. Like memorizing facts for a history exam. You can pass the test, but still not love the characters, enjoy the story, or engage in the drama. You just checked off a box. How many have been in that story before? You just, got, you just knew enough to pass the test. Get the behind me test once the whole thing's over, right? You with me? My children are right in the middle of that. This is so dumb. What do I need to know this? Just pass the test. There's going to be those moments. Just pass the test. You ever, you ever felt that way? You know, filling in the blanks and trying to ABC deal, all of the above. Right. I just want to know enough to pass. Did you know that there are people living their lives right now in the spirit as believers that they're doing the same exact thing? They're knowing just enough to get today right. Not because they're they're struggling or they just want to hold on. They just want to get by. I don't really want to make an impact. I don't really want to make a difference. I just want to get by. I want to go to heaven one day. I don't want to be forgotten by God, so I'm going to do just enough. Friends, hear me. The orphan spirit has a constant internal contradiction that, that goes against the word of God. So hear me, I, I, I want to share with you these ten traits of an orphan spirit, and I'm going to close with this in just a few moments. Ten traits, if you're writing things down, maybe you want to take snapshots of this, we'll always have the notes online. And I know it's a little, it's a little long ten, you're like, oh my gosh, we're going to be here till three. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think that's going to be three. But, but here's what I will share with you really briefly, these 10 thoughts. And I, and I, and I really, uh, I came across these thoughts this, this last week as I begin to kind of search and research, finding what does it look like? What are the traits of an orphan spirit? What, how can we identify if I myself have traits of this orphan spirit? And I hope this helps you. Number one, Title supremacy. When your title gives you a name and you're recognized by what you do rather than who you are. Title supremacy. All of a sudden, your name, you're recognized, and what you do is more important than who God has defined you to become. I'm a guitarist. I'm a singer. I'm a teacher. I'm this, I'm that. When you stand before God, he's not going to define you as teacher, artist, anything. He's going to define you either you are a son in whom he's well pleased or someone that needs to depart. Get your title from God, not from man. Number two, unhealthy approval. Unhealthy approval. When being disliked paralyzes you paralyzes you, the desperate need and search for affirmation and approval, even if it's sponsored by God and disguised by ministry. It's easy to identify, watch this, it's very easy to identify the things that are not of God. Watch this. But what about when the things are of God? How do we then decipher my identity being wrong but I'm doing God's work said the believer but I'm doing the will of the father Matthew 7 was very clear many will say to me that day Lord Lord have we not prophesied in your name and in your name have we not cast out devils in your name have we not done many wonderful works he's not talking to the world church look at me he's talking to believers And he will say to them, I never knew you. Friend, there's an unhealthy approval that even comes in ministry. Don't be caught in that trap. The third one, digital affirmation. We're living in a digital age, yes? Three people. Yes? Okay, just want to make sure. I don't know what year I was in just for a moment ago. What is digital exactly? We're living in a digital affirming world. What does that mean? That means that posting and publicizing becomes an aim of likes. Take a picture of my food. Let's see how many people like my food. (laughs) Take a picture of myself in front of this beautiful car I just bought. How many likes did I get? I'm not saying those things are wrong. Hear me. I'm saying that when that drives you and you didn't get enough likes and you delete it because you didn't get enough likes Okay, now it's getting real personal. That's the evidence that you didn't de- you didn't post it so people would know. You posted it for approval. You you posted it for affirmation. And if you're defined and approved by how many likes you have, we're in trouble because I said a lot of good things online that didn't get a lot of likes. But I didn't give two rips about it because I understood what God told me, and I'm going to share it. You don't like it, then don't subscribe. Unlike and unsubscribe, if you would. I didn't post it for you. Oh, I hope somebody likes me. I hope somebody likes me. God, help us that this is the way we become, isn't it? I, I, listen, I'm making a little bit of fun of it because there's a little bit of fun to it. But, but you realize that the deeper we get into that rabbit hole, the worse it gets. People have lost weight. Let's say they lost 10 pounds. They take a picture. They didn't get enough likes. They, get, they enter into a spiral of depression because not enough people like the 10 pounds they lost. And now all of a sudden they enter this moment of depression. You know what gets worse? is we, we can laugh at that. But then what happens when that person spirals and now they gain all this weight because they didn't get a like that they were looking for. That's not about the weight or the likes. You know what that is? That's digital affirmation and that's a trait of an orphan spirit. Someone that has misaligned their identity with what God truly believes. Is this helping anybody? Digital affirmation. Listen. Okay. Number four, a fatherless believer. Now, let me be very really specific here. Living in fear for yourself and everyone while being a Christian. You believe in God, but you do not believe in Father God. You believe God is deity on the throne, but you've misaligned and you don't even realize that he is your father in heaven. Jesus even prayed. What? Our Lord in heaven, what did he say? Father. Jesus showed us how to pray. He identified the Father in heaven. And he said, hallowed be his name. Why? Because we should pray like people who have been adopted into the kingdom. Not with the spirit of adoption. Excuse me, with the spirit of, uh, of, the, of the orphan, but the spirit of adoption instead. You with me? We should be praying and understanding that God is our father and he loves us. And these prayers that we pray are going to his throne, his feet, watch this, his ears. A fatherless believer. There are people out there that believe he is God, believe he is Lord, believe he is Savior, but don't believe he is father and i'm telling you right now he loves you like a father and if you say i don't know what that, what a father lo- love of a father looks like because mind this mind this me mind this left mind this whatever i know what that feels like trust me when i tell you when i was when i was typing i'm going god help me because i don't want i don't want anyone to to, to feel the way i felt many a times that because i don't have an earthly father i can't identify with a heavenly father I lost my dad at the age of 7. Didn't know what it is like to have a father, a biological father that watched over me. But I've had wonderful people that have acted like a father and have been that person to step into my life, Clark Strayer, you being one of those men. I'm very grateful for you. Spoken to my life. Many, many times encouraged me, but let me encourage you, if you haven't had your own earthly father figure or earthly father, there is a heavenly father that loves you more than you could ever imagine. And I I need you to understand that you you don't have to walk around with an orphan spirit. You can walk around with understanding that God is available to you. Number five, a victim mentality. You adopt Lord of my life mentality that consistently takes the reins from God when you feel he's not doing a sufficient job. The orphan spirit will say, you know what, God, I give you, I give you this. And then when, you don't, when God doesn't answer the way you think he should, you take the reins. And you say, you know what, I'll do it myself. You know what, there's no trust in God the Father there. All of a sudden, you've taken the reins, you've taken the power, you've taken the authority, and I'll do it myself. And that is the beginning of destruction. That is the beginning of destruction. And the orphan spirit will say, I don't need the father. I'll do it myself. And that is why the prodigal son got himself in a situation that he did. When he asked for his father's, when he asked for the inheritance that his father had for him, it was like wishing his father's death. And the prodigal father, the prodigal son's father gave him that inheritance and he left. And guess what? When he squandered it, guess what? That loving father still accepted him. Why? Why? Because he is a father, and fathers restore. But if you live in a victim mentality, you think, oh, nobody wants to do this. I'll do it myself. That victim mentality is a painful thing. Number six. Infantilization, when you become infantile in your recognition of God the Father or adopt a dumbed-down version of yourself to be accepted by God. In other words, you're like, I can't do anything myself. I can't do anything. I just need you. I need you. I need you. That right there, there's, there's the other side of it when you don't realize who you are. And you can stand up, and the Bible says, boldly proclaim the promises of God. Boldly come before the throne of God. This infantile mindset that somehow you can do absolutely nothing by yourself. Listen, there are things you can do for yourself. You can trust God. You can believe God. And you can be obedient. There's certain things that God won't do for you. Listen, I love my kids to death, but I'm not brushing their teeth if they're 12, 13, and 14 years old. I'm not brushing their teeth for them. That doesn't mean I don't love them. There's things they can do themselves. Are you with me? This is a real, real... I know nuts and bolts, weird kind of illustration, but, but it is true, isn't it? They can do things themselves. And you have to say, you know what? Understand that you have to take care of yourself in certain areas too. And that's where understanding that there are levels that God can step into my life and levels that God has trusted you to take care of yourself. And trust and believe and get among the fellowship. There are things you can do for yourself. Amen. Number seven, and we'll come into 10 here in just a few. Number seven, intimidation. Intimidation. Authority figures make you feel fearful. And often clam up because you have broken relationships in your past and you're intimidated by anyone that has authority in your life. You have trouble believing your bosses, trusting your bosses, trusting anybody around you, even your spouse, the person you said, I'll spend the rest of my life with you. You have trouble believing them and trusting them. Why? Because you're intimidated because in some way, shape, or form someone failed you. And you can't trust anymore. You're intimidated. Oh, well, You clam up. And you even get defensive. And you get them before they get you. I'm going to hurt them before they hurt me because I don't want to be hurt again. That's a dangerous place to live at. And can I tell you a sad place to live at where the moment someone looks like a threat, you say, I'm going to get them before they get me. What if you're wrong? And what if you're just the only person doing the hurting? You're intimidated unrighteously. Is this helping anybody? The orphan spirit. Number eight, low self-esteem. Listen, I'm not all about the self-help books necessarily. I thank God for some of those things. They're good good to kind of get you motivated. But at the end of the day, your self-esteem should come from the Lord. But if you have an orphan spirit, you will kill good things while simultaneously embracing a mentality that nothing good ever comes your way. Nothing good comes my way. Now there's some relation to the victim mentality, but hear me. How you treat others is a direct reflection of how you see yourself. How you allow people to treat you is a direct correlation to how you see yourself. So it's very important that you see yourself as a child of God. It's very important that you see yourself as someone worthy of of the the death of their son. Why? Because you're naturally worthy? No, because he made you worthy. That low self-esteem does not come from God. That low self-esteem comes from the enemy to dismantle you so then he can then bombard you with thoughts and, and things in your life that cause you to go on the, this, this downhill spiral that will ruin your life forever. Listen, the enemy doesn't like you. He never did. He never will. God is the one that loves you. He always has. He always will. You choose which voice you want to hear. Number nine, the martyr spirit. You will sacrifice your joy, your peace, and happiness for others. As far as you're concerned, no one will go through what you've been through. And so you adopt this false Messiah matrix. You know what? I'm going to make my own destiny. I'm going to be what? Everything to everyone because I realize what's good for people. I'm going to set people free. I'm going to tell them everything they do wrong because that's my calling. Can you imagine someone that walks into your life say, hey, I want to be your best friend. And my job is to tell you everything you ever did wrong and every time you're doing things wrong. Ready? Let's go to lunch. Heck to the no. You go to lunch by yourself and tell me how it went. I ain't going to lunch with you. Can you imagine? My job is to tell you everything you ever did wrong. Let's go. I'm gone. No way. Peace. I'm gone. But there's some people that just walk in that martyr spirit. I'm going to help everybody, and I'm going to go down in flames because I'm already going down in flames. I might as well bring some people with me. Last but not least, one major trait, and this is number 10, of an orphan spirit is exhaustion. When working for love instead of from love has turned you into a rundown spiritual prostitute of your own former self. You're not working to accept God's love. You're working because of God's love. That's where you work from. You work from love. Like you live your life in Christianity from the victory, not for victory. We already won. You with me? You work from victory as believers. In the same way as believers every single day, if you work to try to get love... That's when you're doing and doing and doing to try to be accepted. And that is a, that is a sure-tell sign of an orphan spirit. Someone that has said, man, I, no matter what I do, nobody accepts me. And friends, look at me. Every eyeball right here, look at me. Every single person in this room, look at me. It is exhausting. It is exhausting to try to win the approval of men exhausting when every single day you want likes you want approval you want justification that is exhausting I had to deal with this some time ago as a pastor because I want I want to bring God's word to people and I want to I want to bring truth to people and I want I want people to hear me Because I feel like I have something to offer you. But you know what the struggle happens at some point in ministry? That your desire to be heard can often supersede your desire to do God's will. And that is a dangerous place to be at. You follow? You know what then begins to happen is I change the message so that people will like me more. And friends, let me tell you something. Though that temptation has come to me and it comes to every pastor. Any pastor that says they were not tempted lies. Lies at some point in time. The temptation is, let me say something so people will like me. It's always tempted, doesn't mean they fell for it, doesn't mean they accepted it, doesn't mean they did it. I promise you that I've never ever created a message just so that you would like me. As evidenced. By some Sundays, when you walked out, you fill in the blank. Listen, I love you and I care about you as my own sheep. Honest to goodness, as your shepherd. But these are not crafted so that you would like me. But watch this so that sometimes you would like you enough to respect yourself enough to come to the Father. If I make it about me, it's limited to my abilities. If I make it about him, it's limitless impossibilities. possibilities. If you're in this room right now and you've identified with any one of these traits, I want to tell you, you may say, oh, my goodness, (laughs) I find myself in some of these things. Can I tell you something? It's not hopeless. You're not hopeless. You're just human. That's a good thing, right? I'm really glad you're human, by the way. You're human. Flesh and bone but here's what I want to tell you reject the orphan spirit and accept the spirit of adoption Romans 8 tells us this for all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear instead you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out Abba father We cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children also heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs of Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. What am I saying? I'm saying when we operate in the spirit of adoption, we celebrate the accomplishment accomplishment of others we experience acceptance we feel emotional voids with personal time with the father if you're feeling lost you can go to him and say father I feel lost that right there is someone that has adopted the spirit of adoption and an adopted child gets all the rights and all of the benefits and all of the blessings of a biological child why because they've been adopted by the Father. And no matter if you were an orphan once, you are adopted today. And because you are adopted today, every blessing that comes to that person and that person will come to those who are adopted. Even if that person is biological and that person is a biological son or daughter, I, as, a, and as, a, as an adopted son of God, receive the same reward blessing and inheritance of the one that was biological because god the father adopted me as his own you my friend are adopted by the father stand with me stand with me in this room today nobody moving around nobody talking just close your eyes stand with me across this room if you're able to do so do so right now i want to pray because god has called us to lead people to him and there's no way under heaven we can lead people to him if we can't even find ourselves at the feet of Jesus Father we often love the world and the things of this world instead today I pray would you allow us to love you more to exhibit a healthy self-esteem God because of your Holy Spirit in my life Lord help us to be grounded in our identity in you and lose the spirit of the orphan that has plagued the church and is running rampant in the world today fatherless, fatherless, fatherless I pray, God, that we would know who we are today in you, in Jesus' name. Listen, I'm going to make this very clear right now. If you're in this room and you found yourself one of those ten traits, you saw yourself in one, three, five of them, seven, shoot, all ten of them, that's you. It does not matter if it's one or ten, but you found yourself in the trap of the orphan mentality this is a call for you right here right now do not hesitate do not wait for somebody else to be first do not wait for somebody else to come forward you right now if any one of those 10 are you make your way to this altar right now and don't you hesitate I know the Lord gave me this message for somebody and I know there's more than one come if any one of these things I you can identify with, if any one of these things, listen, the last thing I want is casualties in the house of God because some people have found themselves to be In this orphan spirit mentality looking for approval looking for man's likes looking for affirmation looking for uh, some sort of title supremacy some sort of uh, um, unhealthy approval intimidated low self-esteem any one of these things come forward right now if that's you you're saying well pastor Tony I don't want anybody to know my business nobody has to know your business but my goodness, if you can come forward and say, I need his help, it is his hand that's going to guide me. Come on, all over this place, bow your head, close your eyes, do whatever you need to do right now, and just begin to spend some time with the Lord right here. If you're at your seat and you've got it all together, you, none of those traits were you, I invite you to extend your hand to this altar right now and begin to say, God bless these individuals that have often uh, accepted that orphan spirit and as they reject the orphan spirit may they instead today accept the spirit of adoption the spirit of adoption the spirit of adoption and Lord I pray your kingdom would be real we're not going to sing song just yet just be just Right now, just between you and God, begin to say to him, I accept your spirit of adoption. Come on, before you sing any song, before you say anything else, I accept your spirit of adoption. I am not who I am because I did something great. I am who I am because you did something that was impossible for me to do for myself. I don't want to be another casualty of the orphan spirit instead today I want to walk in the fullness of God I want to walk in the fullness of of the Holy Spirit. Come on, lift up your hands all across this room, whether you're at your seat right now or at this altar, it does not matter. If you are thankful for the Spirit of God who speaks to us today, if you're thankful for the Holy Spirit's move in your life, if you're thankful that you are saved today because of His goodness, not because of your goodness, if you're thankful today, begin to say, Jesus, I give myself to you. This is what the kingdom is made of. This is what the kingdom is made of. People who have adopted the spirit of adoption. They've taken it. They ran with it. In Jesus' name. God has made you more than you could ever be for yourself. God has made you.